0: ESG is everywhere, that's a fact. The launch of CityWire Selectors' inaugural ESG yearbook provoked healthy debate among the investment community about what is and what should be happening. One person to join the fray was the guest on this month's podcast. Architas ESG analyst Tom Whitfield both questioned and commented on elements of the publication. While I don't make it my business to track down anyone that chooses to post their thoughts, that would both be exhausting and alarmingly reactionary, Tom made some interesting points that welcomed further discussion. So here, Tom and I discuss what clarity is needed around ESG, while the fight for hearts and minds is not yet complete, and where it can go from here. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and keep checking citywireselected.com and our Responsible View newsletter for more on ESG and fund management news in general. I'm here with Tom Woodfield, ESG analyst at Architas. Thank you for taking the time to meet with me.
1: No problem at all, Chris. Thanks for having me.
0: So we actually got in contact, um, following our ESG yearbook, we had a discussion backwards and forwards about definitions mm-hmm. because in the yearbook we used them in some cases interchangeably and I think that's an industry-wide problem and you made the point that socially conscious isn't the same as ESG and we're hearing this across the board. How difficult is it to find these common consensus definitions and, and as somebody working on the front lines, what's your experience with that?
1: I think I think just to clarify on the this, the point I made around socially conscious and being tagged as such on Morningstar is is that's a, a self-declared um, term. So so to, to describe that as ESG compliant is slightly misleading because you're you're going to have different levels of compliance that mean different things to, to different people. So I think um, the industry as a whole has has an issue around the the number of different. Um, terms, the number of, uh, as, as you quite rightly point out, terminology, um, is is a, a important kind of focus for the industry. And I think, from my point of view, the um, the, the way to address that is to have a standardised definition um, around sustainable uh, sustainable investing and the sure. different approaches uh, that you can apply. Um, and for me, actually, the term ESG itself is actually. Quite a uh, difficult one to. to well, get your it has head around. so
0: many interpretations because we hear E could be environmental, it could be ethical, S could be social, it could be sustainable. We, one of my colleagues mentioned she'd interviewed a US asset manager and they had a US large cap sustainable growth, but they meant sustainable was in compounding. But they were getting a lot of investment from sort of Nordic institutions who believed it was an ESG focus. So I mean, this comes back to your point.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the whole idea around having a sustainable business model is something that. That a few kind of asset managers have maybe jumped upon to say that that is uh, sustainable um, but it depends again and how you how you frame that sure. sustainability are they actually considering e s and g uh, as financially material in that sort of view of sustainable or are they just basically saying that it's sustainable based on business as usual uh, as it stands um so yeah, I think coming back to coming back to my point I was making about um, ESG, it's the, the term ESG itself. Uh, when you when you think about that as three separate um, pillars, um, so if you try and lump them in together, um, it's it's no surprise that you're going to have a kind of lack of lack of clarity.
0: But that seems to be again a, a common concern. Is these three things, if they are just E, S, and G, they are distinct. Whereas people do treat it as a homogenous definition, a company must fit all of these things, whereas it might be strong in one area, it might fall down in one area.
1: Exactly, it all comes down to materiality. Um, I think for me, um, and this is just my personal way of how I think about it, it's so not saying that it's, it's right or wrong, um, but sustainable investment is the catch-all term. Uh, and then you have uh, E, S and G as different um, mechanisms to achieve a sustainable investment objective or a particular sustainable investment approach. So if we take negative exclusion, um, you know, people have bundled in negative exclusion based on ESG as as if it's kind of one whole package, whereas actually if you look at the reasons for negative exclusions, um, if we look at fossil fuels, that is a negative exclusion based on the E-pillar. If you look at um, tobacco, that's a negative exclusion based on the S pillar and then controversies, sort of regulatory sanctions would be uh, something to do with the governance. But there's also a combination of course, so we saw Volkswagen which is an E and a G issue and then Facebook which is S and G. So I think, I mean that's just how I think about it. It's the ESG is the mechanism, um, sustainable investing is the objective
0: they say it's like strategy and tactics? Strategy, mm-hmm. the sustainability is the strategy, mm-hmm. the tactics is how you actually implement those or address those three pillars, or is that yeah. simplifi- is that? I think that I think I would problem?
1: just I really would I would I would change the sort of strategy and tactic. I mean that's sort of to get away from the the, sure. the, the football analogy. But I mean I like it. It's, it's, it's a good one. The way I would think about it is um, sustainability is top down, and then ESG is bottom up. So company analysis. Um, and then sustainability is more of the overarching theme.
0: You made the point about definitions and the, the European Commission is moving towards mm. a, a sort of sustainability taxonomy over the summer. How closely yes. are you following that? And, and we've heard already from, because uh, we write for a pan-European audience, the backlash. We've heard people say this would be just bureaucracy for the sake of it. Mm. How much are you following that and how important or useful would that be?
1: There's something that um, I'm following, and our proposition team is closely following as well. So um, we participated in the IA cons- consultation on the that was on the FCA um, sustainability and uh, response investment um, definitions. Um, I think the the EU uh, sustainability taxonomy is more focused on uh, company level um, sort of clarifying what is uh, an environmental investment and that is purely focused on the e-pillar for me anyway so you've got a green bond um, focus there so so that's sort of a bit uh, removed
0: as an ESG analyst um, do you think we're at the infancy of what's happening do you think this is still in the early adoption stage are we further down the road Mm. when we speak to people we hear that the ultimate goal is ESG will be treated like risk management. It won't even be a thing that you have to single out or something you're doing especially. It will just be part of the process. How far away are we from that?
1: So from my background, I came from a company, um, sustainability research, an uh, sort of com- um, asset management house, and now moving to a fund selection house, I think, can see clearly that um, institutional investors are much further ahead when it comes to looking at ESG analysis as part and parcel of the overall investment process. Um, I think the retail um, and wholesale space is is a bit further behind in terms of actually incorporating it as business as usual, so looking at how every single manager is is, um, using ESG uh, analysis but what we do see in the the retail investment space is that the assets uh, dedicated to sustainable investments is catching up rapidly with the with the institutional space so we have three uh, percent sorry we had three percent of uh, total assets um, dedicated to responsive investment coming purely from retail that 's now up to thirty uh, over thirty percent so yeah when you're talking about uh, the, these funds that have an explicit sustainable investment objective, there is see that's growing, um, but I think you're f- it's fair to say it's still a niche area when you're looking at uh, incorporating ESG as a sort of business as usual.
0: At an analyst level, are you seeing more and more products come across your desk then? I mean, it, it does seem when we're writing about it, there's more – every other fund has either ESG Ambitions or, or cynically, as ESG in the title, and perhaps the ambitions are slightly less. But are you seeing more and more than you were even say this time last year?
1: Um, yeah, there's, there's new products launching all the time, and I'd say it's, it's, it's part of our, our job to make sure that we're looking, you know, we're not just taking those uh, at face value, and we're actually making sure that the approaches that the um, asset manager are applying are fit to meet their stated principles.
0: Which is a challenge because we do constantly hear of, uh, I mean it's a terrible term, but if people talk about greenwashing, they talk about cynical marketing, mm. and I suppose that the move towards some sort of taxonomy would possibly clear up some of the grey areas around that. But how vigilant do you have to be to ensure, and then what level do you have to do additional analysis to ensure that you are getting rid of people who might just be jumping on the bandwagon?
1: Yeah. it's it's. Part of part of my role to to make sure that the you know, the stated objectives of the fund are fit uh, fit well with the investment process that they're that they're following. Um, I think I think greenwashing is you know, is a fairly accurate accurate term. There are there are entrants to the market that are looking to capitalise on on the growth of of sustainable and responsible investing um, and you know, have fairly light touches when it comes to um, to, to, to okay. sure. sort of I won't make you name any names,
0: know. <laughs> The challenge then is, is, like you said, is making sure that you are going deep enough to understand what they're doing. And to an, to an extent as well, I imagine that a lot of them will be found out as well. There will be a point where people will be scrutinising these more and more closely and say, well, it's not achieving what it's out to achieve, so we're, not, we're going to divest, we're not going to do anything with it. Mm. On the flip side of things, We've also seen industry leaders really turn their attentions to this. So BlackRock have made a stated ambition; they want to do this. How important is it that these people lead, or should they already be doing it? If that makes sense, well, you don't have to speak specifically to BlackRock. Just in terms of larger players setting out genuine ambitions.
1: I, I mean, I think they obviously have a obviously have a role to play. Um, as, There's a, coming back to your point on the sustainability taxonomy, I think that will, if we look at adopting standardized definitions, that will help people identify whether those, you know, whether those um, firms are, you know, actually at the forefront, whether they're actually um, implementing the sort of approaches that need to be implemented in order to to make people have confidence um, in this in this space, and sort of one thing that I wanted to pick up on. So, sort of jumping back um, to to your question around taxonomy, is is the the Global Sustainable Investment Alliance actually have a a framework that is um, the beginnings of a framework that they've spent some time. Uh, regional specialists from uh, various forums across the world have have come up with definitions that are becoming more and more accepted globally. F- from from my point of view, anyway, so there there are emerging um, definitions that could assist to create this sort of taxonomy. Or I'd, like, I'd prefer to see it more as a more as a framework. Can I ask a practical question?
0: Because you are, you are an ESG analyst and you're working within a fund selection, how do you feed into um, the overall thinking because we had someone in the studio last week who was a CIO mm-hmm. and they said they have to work with the CEO and then the head of ESG and they come up with the strategy but then somebody's ultimately responsible for implementing it. So are you at the recommendation level, are you at the implementation level, how was Architas
1: addressing this? Yeah, so my role in the, in the investment process is to uh, analyse funds um, f- through a sort of ESG magnifying glass if you like. Uh, we have a um, ESG due diligence process that uh, we we carry out on the funds that we that we hold, um, and that depending on sort of client demand, um, we have the ability to to screen out these um, these funds if, if 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 needed.
0: In terms of client demand, where are the driving factors? We're constantly hearing that we're seeing a shift in demographics. The millennials, for example, are now coming into an area where they might be either succeeding ultra high net worth individuals, for example, or they might just be in wealthy off their own accord and they're able to dictate this. Is is it as simple as that or is it also more established investors also turning on to the benefits of being more ESG-minded?
1: I mean, I think the there is obviously the, the case that millennials are probably more engaged with these issues. Um, I, th- I would say that more established players are also uh, increasingly sitting up and and taking taking notice Uh, to be honest I'm I'm not sure about the the driving driving factor I think it's probably probably a combination of of both Um, so if you look you know people are more aware of the the world we live in Um, they're more aware of the the issues that that obviously we've as a um, society have have helped to create Uh, so nothing happens in in isolation I think there's there's a there's a growing recognition that there is a sort of holistic um, you know, outcome of our lifestyles, our investments, sure. um, so that that all feeds into the, the sort of, I think, um, as, a, as a kind of a whole, n- the recognition that something needs to be done um, well, and yeah, investing is a good yeah, place we, to start. Yeah, we were
0: speaking, I mean, the, the UK government has announced a climate emergency and it seems like mm. these things are now front-page news rather than the sort of Middle of the, the road, and mm. middle of the road, I mean, middle of the, the news agenda, it seems like it is now very much at the forefront. So, it, just finally, then, in terms of your role, do you think this is going to be something that you're going to have a lot more things to cover, a lot more things to do? Do you think the role will evolve and change as we move forward?
1: Yeah, um, at the moment, like I said, I'm, I'm covering our existing uh, holdings and, and looking at them th- purely through a, an ESG lens. But as we move towards launching a sustainable um, product, uh, purely focusing on um, allocating to sustainable investment funds, then my, my role will, will shift to, to actually looking at these funds specifically and, and whether their, their stated objectives um, merit inclusion in, in that fund. So it's kind of shifting from, like I said right at the beginning, uh, from this bottom-up Sort of approach, uh, looking at the investment process and how teams are incorporating environmental, social, governance considerations um, across their investments, to actually a, a more of a top-down approach into okay, where are the where are the issues that, that we think can be addressed through um, finance, and and we can then decide whether that. Uh, those managers are, are actively reaching that goal.
0: Quite a facetious question to end on, is it an exciting part of the industry to be in?
1: Yeah, um, um, I think there's, there's innovation gro- uh, going on all the time, um, it's, it's pretty hard to keep up at, some, at times to be honest, but yeah that definitely, definitely makes it all the more exciting for sure.
0: Excellent, thank you very much Tom, thanks for taking the time. Thank you very much Chris,
1: pleasure.